Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good evening. Oh, wow. You, were, you said good evening. I know. Good. Okay, let's start again. No, it is good evening, but we should tell them why. But it's funny because oh, normally yeah. when like there's a church service and you're used right. to saying good morning, you say... Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like tonight it is evening, but we usually say good morning. So I'm right. surprised that you were right. I'm always yes. right. Okay. That's so anyways, good. it yes. is evening. We are mm-hmm. podcasting on a Thursday night for a variety of reasons. One of which being you're going to be gone on Monday. Yes, I will be gone on Monday. So we're going to do the podcast uh, tonight on mm-hmm. Thursday night. So. And we have a rare free night. We were supposed to be picking up my dad from the airport to come in for some football games and whatnot of our kids. But unfortunately COVID has hit my parents this Mm -hmm. weekend so they will not be coming and so I was going to be driving to the airport right now but instead we have a couple free minutes to do this since you'll be in what Florida where are you going to be I will be in Florida uh, for what's called titanium pastor coaching Mm -hmm. Uh, and so this is a coaching network that I've been a part of for a number of years and for a number of years I've done it um, online you know you kind of log in and you watch webinars and things like that and this, these last couple of months, I've uh, upgraded to the in-person coaching, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. It's been very, very good coaching, very uh, uh, very challenging in some parts, very encouraging in other parts, and so I really enjoy it. Uh, but, you know, it's quarterly, too, and it just happens to be that uh, next Monday busy, and Tuesday time, yeah. is, is when it falls. Right, so. right. It's a busy weekend, but, um, yeah, because also, uh, let's see, yeah, the class was just last night. I mm-hmm. was able to be there because Matthew didn't have practice nicely, and then... Tomorrow, the exciting thing is, is I get to play Bunko <laughs> in the morning <laughs> with all the senior foot, senior boy football players. It's a mother and son Bunko morning. Oh, we should say our kids are on fall break. So there's no school today, tomorrow, and Monday. Right. So tomorrow morning, me and the other senior moms will be hosting our senior boys to play Bunko and have breakfast. At St. John. At St. John. I'm not yep. really sure how this is going to go. I don't I know don't if these boys want to play Bunko, really but know, here we but go. You know, it's something that they will always remember, playing <laughs> Bunko with their moms. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, that's what we're doing, and it is at St. John, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so we did the football. We did the weekend. Why we're recording this. We'll still put it out on Monday, but we're mm-hmm. recording it Thursday night. Um, yeah. And so right. by this point, we, let's see. So this coming Sunday is the polka service, oh, the yeah. bluegrass service. And so hopefully that will have gone and well And bring a friend us. to church. Yep, bring a friend to church day. I invited my neighbor. Yeah, and I'm going to invite my friend tomorrow. Okay, good. Give him a call tomorrow. Okay. I invite him to come to church with us. And mm-hmm. I finished the sermon for that, so I'm really looking forward to it and hope it uh, shaped up well on Monday. Well, I so. might just hop on the podcast and see if it shaped up or not. I could yeah, just be yeah, like, yeah. here's the update. Yeah. Probably not. Okay, so last night we were talking about this fascinating I think it is fascinating. fascinating. Now, people who are cool think it's fascinating, but <laughs> people who are not cool do not think it's fascinating. I don't, I don't actually think this topic is that fascinating. Oh, but okay. So it's okay, but what, it, what we're talking about is covenants or actually like it's covenant for us when we're talking about the the relationship of god in the bible but really what you were talking about was the historical record which shows other peoples mm-hmm. also use these they weren't called covenants for them they were like legal bindings right treaties treaties yeah. okay treaties treaties Good. or covenants i mean they, they were called covenants oh, really? between okay. between nations between parties okay uh, but yeah, and so we are in Crossways chapter 8, and so God has brought his people up out of Egypt, and he's brought his people to Mount Sinai, and there God makes a covenant with his people. And so, like the Israelites, we will be camping out on Mount, Mount Sinai for quite some time. Right. I think it's three different chapters we camp out there. 
So uh, this one was just to introduce the idea of mm -hmm. like where this comes from, this idea, right? Right. And so th this one was to make two main points. Okay. Uh, the first has to do with uh, the historical context. And the second is differentiating between the two covenants of the Old Testament. So, okay. so the first is the historical context. And the point that Harry Wendt is trying to make or is making uh, is that uh, when people make agreements with each other, they, they tend to do it according to a particular form mm -hmm. or a particular style. Yep. And so, for example, in our own day and age, you know, we have a form, whereas, 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 be it mm -hmm. resolved that. Okay. You know, that's that's kind of very standard for us. Legal speak. Legal speak, you know. Okay. Or you think about an end user agreement when you get a new app on your phone, you know, mm -hmm. that thing pops sure. up and you got to scroll down and hit I agree, you know. Yeah. There's okay. always these forms we kind of go through. Uh, well, so the same thing back then, you know, 3,000 years ago, 3,300 years ago. Uh, there was the there were also these cultural forms that people were used to, and the fascinating thing is to compare these cultural forms to what we find in the Bible. At least some people think it's fascinating. Some people think it's right. fascinating. I'll tell you why I don't think it's fascinating later, but you keep going. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so, without going into nearly as much detail as we did last no. night, uh, the long and short of it is that uh, that in the culture of the time there was a particular form uh, between what's called a suzerain or the overlord and a vassal mm -hmm. or the underlord. Sure. And the suzerain would begin by saying, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And then he'd say, these are all the great things I've done for you. And then he'd end up by saying, and here's all the things that you're going to do for me. Right. And so he kind of imposed it upon his people. Uh, and, the, and what he imposed upon his people normally included a couple parts. Like, uh, you know, you're going to keep a copy of this treaty and you're going to reread it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I call the following witnesses against you. Mm -hmm. And here's all the stuff you're going to do. And if you don't do it, you know, these bad things will happen to you. If you do do it, these good things will happen to you. Okay. So that's kind of the basic pattern. Right. And we see the same basic pattern in God's covenant uh, that he gives to his people on Sinai. And so God begins by saying to them, I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. So right, I am the one in charge. Right? I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. So that's what he's already done for them. Okay. And then now, so here's who I am. Here's what I've done for you. Now here's what you are going to do for me. And it's the Ten Commandments. You know, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not right. commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, so on and so forth. Uh, it's the Ten Commandments. And then beyond that, all of the other commandments and laws and ordinances and statutes that we will be looking at next week. Okay. That's all part of the covenant. Uh, and then God says, here's what you are going to do for me. So God imposes it upon his people Israel. And it's important to recognize uh, that what Israel is supposed to do is a reflection of what God has done for them. Okay. So it's not as if if you it's not an if then if you do these things, then then, I'll, I'll, then you'll be my mm -hmm. people. But rather it's you know this is what I've already done, and so here's what you're going to do in return. Hold on one second. You keep talking while I tell this person to turn on down oh, okay. whatever they're. You keep, talk, right. keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, and so God imposes these things upon the people, uh, and then the, the next part is the preservation and rereading. And so God gives Moses uh, the two tablets of the Ten Commandments written with his very own finger. So God himself preserves the covenant. God gives it to his people and God tells them that they are to read it and reread it regularly. Mm -hmm. and so the Shema, which you and I learned in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy uh, Hear, 6, o Israel, 4. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you shall teach these things to your children. Mm -hmm. You shall talk about them when you... Lie down and when down, you rise, rise up, when you're at when home, you when you're away, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But the idea okay. is all the time you're to teach these things. Okay. Uh, and then the witnesses, now in the Hittite, in the, the cultural treaties, they would call the, the gods of the two nations. But of course, there is only one God. Mm -hmm. 
So God would call heaven and earth. He'd say, I call heaven and earth to mm-hmm. witness against you these days. So okay. That's the witnesses. Right. And then the last part is the blessing and curses. And so God said to his people, if you obey these things, mm-hmm. then you will be blessed. You know, I will bring you into the promised land. All of these wonderful blessings will fall upon you. But if you do not keep your end of the covenant, if you mm-hmm. keep your end of the bargain, then all these curses will come upon you. Uh, and the, the final curse, the most serious curse of them all, is that God will kick them out of the promised land that he is about to bring them into. Okay. And so that's an important point, which we'll okay. come back to you know, in a couple of weeks here. But that God promises the land to the people, uh, and if they don't, um, if they don't keep up their end of the covenant, well, He will kick them out. Okay. So that's kind of the historical context, mm-hmm. right, which I thought was fascinating. Yes, but. right, I get it. Uh, and then there's the uh, the the biblical context. So at this point, there are now two covenants at work in the Old Testament. Right. We have this covenant, which is the Sinai covenant that God makes with His people. Uh, but then we have the other covenant, the previous covenant, which is the the covenant with Abraham. And not only are there two covenants, but there are two different types of covenant. Okay, but we also have the Noah covenant. Yeah, well, the, the Noah, but that, that one doesn't. Yeah, right. There is the Noahic okay. covenant. So yes. we're on like the third one, the not, third one. not okay. the second one. No, you're correct. The we had but, Noah. But that the one promise to Noah right. was okay. there would be no more floods, and mm-hmm. the sign of that covenant was the rainbow. Okay, mm-hmm. now we got the Abrahamic. What's that? We got the okay. Abrahamic covenant. But it's a covenant of it. Not only is it a different covenant, but it's a covenant of a different type. Okay. So the covenant God makes with his people on Sinai, he says, here's who I am. Here's what I've done for you. Now here's what you're going to do for me. Right. That's so it's what most, we call a covenant mm-hmm. of human obligation. Okay. That the, the other party, the inferior party, the vassal party, had something that they were obliged to do. I see. And that's where your distinction lies. Right. Whereas okay. the covenant that God makes with Abraham is a covenant of divine commitment. And Noah. And, both, uh, yeah, and, both and, are and just no, divine right. commitment. Yeah. Okay. Whereas so, now, what you're saying is the distinction is now we have an obligation. Right. Okay. And so God appears to Abraham and to Noah. Okay. And he says, "Here's the things I will do, okay. and I will do these things for you. And by myself I have sworn, and they shall be done. And okay. I will do these things for you, and I will give them to you. Okay. But it's all about God and what He will do, not about Abraham and his response." Okay, well, so, it's very Lutheran that you love these things because yeah. that's that's basically carries all the way to like the, the baptism, yeah, right? Like it's yeah. all about. No, don't give it away. Okay, well, and, and <laughs> I now I see why you like this stuff, but I mm-hmm. mean, okay, well, I'll get to it by. But basically, the point is, it's all God's action, and that, mm-hmm. that's how we teach on baptism too. Like, right. that's why we do infant baptism because we emphasize what God does, not what we do. Okay, precisely. I got it. Right. Okay. And so, and so if you look at these two types of covenants, okay. as Lutherans, we'd say yes. baptism is is like the covenant God made with Abraham. It's okay. His promise to us what He will do for us. Whereas a Baptist would say no. Baptism is more like the covenant on Sinai, sure. where we respond to what God has okay. done and there's obligations upon ourselves. Okay. So that's kind of the basic difference between right. the two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I wrapped it up by saying that uh, for the rest of the Old Testament, we'll see how these two covenants play off each other. Mm-hmm. As that God brings his people you know, away from Sinai through the wilderness into the promised land. These two covenants are in operation. Um, and they're two different covenants. Mm-hmm. And so even though time and time again, as it will turn out, God's people do not keep their end of the bargain. You know, they worship other gods. They do all right. kinds of horrible things. Right. And so they're kicked out of the land, finally. Mm-hmm. Yet the covenant with Abraham still remains in effect. Okay. And even though they have broken the covenant on Sinai, because of God's promise to them through Abraham, God will do what he has promised to do. Okay. And we'll see how these two, two things kind of dance together. I see. Yes. Okay. The thing that I'm saying is that I understand 
the importance of getting the historical context, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very interesting. I mean, I was a history major in college. Yeah. Technically, I should be more interested in these things. But whenever you study this kind of stuff from an academic point of view, you know, whether it be like the Ten Commandments, you know, and then comparing them to, say, the Code of Hammurabi yeah. or something or Noah's Flood compared to like the Epic of Gilgamesh. You know, mm-hmm. there's all these historical things that they want to compare the Bible to, mm-hmm. to say, look, this is what was actually happening during the time. So mm-hmm. this isn't surprising. And I get, I mean, to me, it's interesting, but like, does it really matter? It doesn't. It's just, it's, I mean, you know, if I just, I'll take it, I'll take it at God's word that this is the covenant mm-hmm. and we are to do this and we are to do that. Do I really need to know that there were all these Hittite covenants that were modeled the same? No, I don't care. <laughs> well, you obviously don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be um, flippant. I'm just saying like, yeah, you have to be very interested in that. I mean, there's enough of interest in the actual Bible Mm -hmm. to keep you going for your entire lifetime. Right. So like, why bother with all these outside sources? I hear you. You make a valid point, right? That the Bible is sufficient in and of itself without (laughs) reference to outside sources. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's sufficient, certainly. But but I get it. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just that I, I mean... Yeah, there's just too much going on to, for me to focus sure. on that. No, I, I'm just of the opposite persuasion, okay. where I would say that um, while the, though the Bible is sufficient in and of itself, and yep. it tells its own story, it's a self-contained world, a yep. self-contained story, still these things did happen actually in history, mm-hmm. not just once upon a time, but these actually happened in history. Right. And so to uh, to make yourself aware of the history of what was happening in the world at the time, I think, gives the Bible... Um, it kind of shades the Bible, gives it more perspective, okay. gives it more life, mm-hmm. puts it in a, a new light so that it makes more sense okay. to us. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Yeah. And I, yeah, it just depends on where you're coming from, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's true. It's just a matter of interest, really. Yeah. 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 And you and I are always going to fall on exact opposite poles of interest. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> we're going to be always opposite. But yeah. no, but it is interesting because, yeah, I was just thinking last night when you were talking like, for like 45 minutes about these like Hittite covenants and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I, other people were really into it yeah, too. Yeah. They were. Yeah. yeah well, Interesting. I, I think it's an illuminating point. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a helpful point. Yeah. And then as we continue through Crossways, um, especially as we get into book two, which will start here in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. that's when we really get into the history. You know, so we get into uh, David and Solomon and the kings and the Assyrian Empire and the Babylonian Empire and all yep. the Persian Empire. And that's where the world history, I think, knowing yeah. about the world history really helps to make sense of what's going on in the Bible. Well, and I get that. That's kind of a different point, though, because that actually is spoken of in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get you you know you get the talk of Cyrus, or you get the right. talk of the Persians, the Babylonians in the actual biblical text. Whereas whereas these things are like extra biblical like facts mm-hmm. to know, right? So yeah, I, I mean, I understand it, it at that point. It is very important to understand the um, context, and yeah. especially in the New Testament, I, I understand completely. You need to know like what the Romans were teaching in order to understand why actually Peter and Paul were not radical at all. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they were radical in a completely opposite way that moderns read it, right? right? So I, I understand that. Um, but yeah, this is just like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. But so we had a couple of questions in the class and stuff. Um, one of them was not, I don't think, the difference between the ritual law and the and this like moral law. Are we going to mm-hmm. get into that in class yeah. or not? So we will get into that next week. So this covenant that God makes with his people on Sinai, uh, it includes the Ten Commandments, but it's not just the Ten Commandments. Okay. So if you've ever read through the Bible, you know, you get to about Exodus 20 and then you slow right down because you go through, you know, four books worth of laws. Okay. 
And so we will look at those, you know, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, okay. Deuteronomy. We'll look at those as in some detail, but really more as large categories. So, you know, there's, okay. uh, there's moral commandments, there's ritual commandments, there's holiness commandments. Sure. And so we'll kind of look at what God is telling his people to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And will we get into the distinctions and stuff? A lot of people struggle with that, you know, like what we follow yeah. and what we don't like. Why don't we, why don't we follow the kosher laws? Like that kind of thing or not so much? You know, I, I don't think the book gets into it so okay. much. However, You'll you know, we always try to leave that. 15, 20 yeah. minutes for conversation and okay. undoubtedly we'll get into that with conversation. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But there's a difference, you know, there, there are some things which are morally right, morally yes. wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are, those tend to be based in creation. Mm-hmm. And then there's some things which are just strictly about the ritual or national law. Right. So, you know, here's the, the way you're supposed to worship me in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. which doesn't really apply to us anymore. Right. Uh, but people need to understand the distinction between the two. Okay. Good. Okay. And so uh, what they asked us is to remind them always yes. what we're reading. People say, well, we need to know if we missed class right. and we're listening to the podcast, we actually mm-hmm. know, need to know the assignment. So what's so, the assignment? For next week with Unit 9, we will read Leviticus 19. Okay. Leviticus okay. chapter 19. Right. So if you missed class on Wednesday, you're now getting this recap. And for the coming week, you are to read Leviticus 19. Leviticus 19. It's a That's long... only one chapter. Yeah, because there's so much you could read that oh. I focused on one thing that okay. I think kind of okay. encapsulates a lot of okay. what I want to talk about. I see. Okay. All right. Well, it will be good. Well, good. Well, I'm going to go read a history book and uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Oh, very funny. Bye-bye.